Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. So did you know that there was a Air Max Day? Air Max Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a Nike Air Max Day. They were, it might have been last week or so. What? Yeah, they were Where? like, I don't know, Nike Verse. Oh. <laughs> they were promoting getting Air Maxes and wearing them and all that fun stuff. Did not and know I, that. And I say that because we we're both wearing Air Maxes today. Yeah. You got on the 97s. I got on the 95s. 95s. That's my favorite right there. Something like, did you see there was a, do you do like sneakers? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the gray ones, the blue and gray ones that were? Which what? Um, 95? Yeah. I don't know what they're called. I don't know the colorway. I just know the colors on it. Mm-hmm. But they were like blue. It was like wolf gray or something. Wolf okay. gray and blue. I just not know if you put a bit in to get, get nah, some sneakers. Nah. You know, I got to pay for a lot of stuff this year. Why? Oh, yeah. You's <laughs> about to be a father-in-law. Is there a date set? Do you know? I don't think they're aiming for sometime in September. Oh, okay. So yeah, It really didn't give me time to save up no money. Uh-uh. Right. Well, GoFundMe is very, very popular yeah, <laughs> avenue. Coming soon. <laughs> Uh, Welcome everyone to MTZ Overflow Podcast I'm your host Cassandra Thorpe And I'm here with Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen Senior Pastor, always good to see you Likewise, good to see you CT Yeah, yeah, we're we're here with our morning voices again (laughs) (laughs) Recording because we got busy schedules And uh it works. I will say, Pastor's way more dressed up than I am, so he's yeah. he's here to seize the day. I'm here. <laughs> 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 so we are still in the sermon series. We win, uh, and uh, this week we are talking about Matthew twenty-seven forty-five through fifty-four. Uh, so, Pastor, we are still at the cross. Right, they pass mm-hmm. or Jesus being crucified. So, right. what is what's going on in this in this particular section of the text? Well, Jesus, um, he's on the cross, and the crowd is um, they're mocking him. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last week. Uh, how they're saying, "If you, the Son of God, come off the cross." Mm-hmm. Um, you've saved others, but you cannot save yourself. Um, but while he's hanging on the cross, there's also with him two thieves, mm-hmm. two cor- uh, two criminals who have gone through the justice system and found that they were that they were criminals, mm-hmm. right, uh, for stealing. Um, and then um, after he talks um uh, like last week we talked about how jesus telling this man you know this day you will be me in paradise and 
Jesus then gives up the ghost and he dies mm-hmm. on the cross. Mm-hmm. The crowd, they mocked him. They, they've beat him. But in this particular case, Jesus now dies on the cross. And um, after his death, we see uh, a lot of things begin to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then one thing is this um, involuntary testimony by this um, centurion guard mm-hmm. at the foot of the cross. So, so that's where we are um, okay. in, in the text. Now, we've, we've been through Jesus being the king of the cross. We've seen um, Jesus giving paradise to the thief. And now we see Jesus actually dying on the cross. And if we don't really um, think of the gruesomeness of this crime scene, right? This is a crime scene because Jesus is murdered. Mm for something he did not do Hmm. and we see the gruesomeness of it with the blood and the yells the screams the um the torture in which the cross caused on the life of jesus um we have to have a full understanding of that if we truly are christian because i think under fully understanding what he endured helps us to live righteous mm-hmm. um, and I say that because um, oftentimes you no, know, I go to the juvenile detention center every second and fourth Sunday and all the kids in there know their parent love them mm. and all of them know they do their parent is doing everything they can to make sure they're taken care of mm-hmm. But all of them also know they are the ones making the choice mm-hmm. to embarrass their parent. Mm. And and something I was telling them, I was like, yo, uh, people think your parents are not good parents because of what you're doing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, nah, who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you say that? Mm. My mom do everything. It's just me. I'm. It's just me. I'm the one making the choices. But until you're an adult, your parent is accountable for your choices. Mm-hmm. And so if they really had that full understanding that what I'm doing is affecting my parent, I'm going to make sure I make the best choice mm-hmm. when, when I'm – uh, approach with making decision to do the right thing or not to do the right thing mm-hmm. and so when we fully understand the sacrifices of our parents then we'll do things to please them mm. likewise if we fully understand the sacrifice in which christ gave on the cross we'll want to do things to please him more so than please ourselves mm-hmm. and so i think this sermon series has really helped me to really see what jesus actually went through he's alone on the cross mm-hmm. all of his friends have forsaken him and he's even asked the question to god why have died forsaken me mm-hmm. all right he's endured this torture he's endured this pain he's going through these emotions he's watched as judas has betrayed him he's watched has peter denied him looked them right in the eye and he's on the cross dying and we really look at the pain in which christ suffered and not he didn't suffer it as a superhero neither right mm-hmm. he really felt that pain because we say and we believe he was fully god he was fully man 
So the pain of the cross, he actually experienced it. It wasn't like it was Superman on the cross. <laughs> so I'm just going to die. Ah, I'm dead. Yeah. Let me get back up. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it wasn't that. It was he actually felt the pain of the nails, um, the pain of betrayal, the pain of denial, the pain of isolation and being left alone. He really felt that. Mm. And in Hebrews, it tells us that's why we have such a great founder in Jesus Christ, because we don't serve a God who does not know our pain. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jesus knows our pain. And, um, and so that's that's when we have a full understanding of uh, of the crucifixion, the pain which was suffered and the pain in which he endured for the sake of humanity. It should cause us to say, hey, I want to live holy. Mm-hmm. I want to live righteous. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Char- with that charge, because as we talk about the the centurion mm-hmm. and because that's the vantage point that you take us through in this text, he didn't. Um, he learned a lot that day, it seemed like. Um, So who, what is a centurion? Because I had questions about, like, is it a a people? Is it a position? Is it, like, do you have to be 100 to be a centurion? Like, what is, what is that? Yeah, so it's uh, the centurion guard. So Mm -hmm. uh, he, he was the leader over 100 soldiers. Okay. Um, in the military, they often break down um, far as they have like squads. That's one line of people. Mm-hmm. They have platoons. That's a small group of people. And, and then they have companies. Mm-hmm. And so a company may have four to six platoons. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But that there's a leader over the squad, there's a leader over the platoon, then there's a leader over the company. Mm-hmm. So each company has at least four to five or seven platoons, and then there is a battalion. Okay. A battalion has four to five companies. Okay. Each company has four to seven <laughs> platoons. Okay. And every platoon has four to five squads. All right. And then there is a brigade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> you feel me? And yep. So in the brigade, you're going to have at least uh, four to five battalions. All right. And each battalion going to have four to five companies. Hmm. Each company going to have four to five platoons. Mm-hmm. And each platoon have four to five squads. And then there's division. Oh, and each division gonna have three to four, five brigades. Okay, and then it breaks it all the way down like that. Yeah, and so, um, so this um, centurion guard, he's over a hundred men, mm-hmm. right? He's that's what he's responsible now. It's probably higher echelon that he has to report to, mm-hmm. but he's only responsible for this one hundred. 100 men so that's what centurion centurion guard a okay. guard of 100 roman soldiers okay mm-hmm. uh, and so as we get to kind of the first point or your first questions like like what caused it to make such a statement because the centurion guard gave an involuntary testimony All right. uh, and so 
he discovered that there is light after the darkness. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, reading this text over, I've always thought that Jesus died in the morning, Mm -hmm. like a nine to noon. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it's possible it's already dark, you know, kind of like a, you know, just a cloudy morning, sun comes out in the afternoon type thing. But uh, reading this text more, it was from 12 to three. What's the significance of it being during that time? Was, was that typical of of the time of when crucifixions would happen in the middle of the day? Or, well, I haven't studied that to see uh, what's the normal day to crucify someone. Mm-hmm. Time of the day to crucify <laughs> someone. Didn't know if it, it came up in the Google search. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it was in the afternoon at the time when the sun should have been shining as as brightest, right? Um, and some would suggest that it was happening around this time, so it was about springtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so it was complete darkness, and no one really has an explanation for the darkness. No, everyone is trying to assume uh, what happened. Scholars and uh, religious leaders, and people, is trying to figure out how could it be darkness, dark in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Some would say it was an eclipse. Where the moon and the sun, uh, mm-hmm. and so I think I think that happened when I was in elementary school. How often that eclipse happened? Oh, I don't know how often. I I want to say it's like every four years, but don't, but don't quote me. Yeah, it happened every like some odd time, like some seven, odd time. yeah, 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 yeah. Some, something like that. But I I remember it happening something. And then some you know what I go with in in the sermon is suggest that maybe it was um, a sandstorm. Mm. That caused darkness to cover the earth, and 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 when I read that, I was able to attach to that because I've s- experienced that myself. Mm-hmm. I was in Iraq, and while I was over there, uh, we was um, getting fuel. I'm a fuel handler, and I was getting more fuel to give to from another, from a battalion to give to my company. Okay, mm-hmm. you got me. I got you. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to get this fuel. And while we're waiting for the fuel, it's about three or four o'clock in the afternoon, and all of a sudden it's complete darkness, mm. um, sandstorm, and literally I'm unable to see my hand in front of my face in the middle of the day. Wow! Um, one of the scariest days of my life. I was young, what nineteen, twenty, twenty, nineteen, somewhere. I was mm-hmm. thinking I was twenty. Yeah, I think I turned twenty-one while I was over there. I was 20 years old um, and um, I was in combat for the first time ever and one of the times, the first time I leave my unit and go to another unit, this happens. Mm. It's complete darkness and because of the dryness of the environment and the sand, my weapon wouldn't work and malfunction because mm. I didn't have no oil to mm-hmm. put on it. And so me and my friend, we was in the truck and we both, both of our weapons, none of our weapons working. It's complete darkness. We just started the war. You know, I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to keep me, right? Right. <laughs> and so, um, so uh, what we did, you know, we, you know, both of us was in there praying because we can't even see like, now we're surrounded now this this is the interesting thing. 
we're in a place where it's all soldiers, mm-hmm. but I can't see anybody. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I'm about to shout right now because uh, this, this didn't make the the pulpit. Uh, we're all it's all soldiers. We all have weapons. Uh, we all have the ability to protect ourselves, but because of the storm, mm-hmm. I can see anything. Mm-hmm. Only I can only know that I'm in my truck with my friend. But when the storm passed, I was afraid in the storm. But after the storm, when the light came, mm. I was able to see again mm. that I was surrounded by other service members who were guarding their positions to prevent anything from happening to me because I was guarding my position that prevents something from happening to them. Mm. And it wasn't until the, the light came mm-hmm. that I was able to clearly see now that I was not by myself. Mm. And that's how, <laughs> that's how life is sometimes when storms, darkness, right, fills us yeah. and, and and darkness comes. And I, I know I'm jumping ahead, but I just feel it in me. And darkness, because darkness, it brings this sense of isolation. It brings mm-hmm. this sense of loneliness. Um, I tell the story in the sermon how um, if I'm at home by myself in the daytime, I'm cool. But when mm-hmm. night come, like you start to hear stuff that's not there. All the things. <laughs> <laughs> Everything become creepy, right? Yeah. Uh, but when the light is out, it, you you are right. And darkness is often related to crime or 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 violence mm. or or just uh, pain and suffering. Darkness is often related to that. Uh, but we see in the text and see in my life when I was in the sandstorm that when the light came, it was a realization that you're not by yourself mm-hmm. and then you have a God that loves you. And I, in that moment, all I could do was pray because mm-hmm. I was in darkness. My weapon is not working like it should. So uh, we didn't have like regular oil to put on our weapons. So we had chapstick. Oh. Uh, so we took chapstick and mm-hmm. put it on the weapons to lube it up. And so it can be able to know the charging hammer mm-hmm. and, and the boat that he's you know i don't know if you know the terminology but uh, but <laughs> we now trying. i do now i do <laughs> so so in order for it to move we had to put oil on it we used chapstick and we was and we and then uh we were praying but that's what kept us secure mm-hmm. that both of us understood the power of prayer mm-hmm. we in the middle of the desert in the middle of a sandstorm uh, unsure where we are but all we knew how to do was to pray in the middle of complete darkness and i say this centurion he shouts um this involuntary testimony because he experienced the light Mm. after the darkness jesus died jesus hangs on the cross from the sixth to the ninth hour that's from noon to 3 p.m and he and while he's on the cross the sun refuses to shine but after he dies, the sun comes out. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say, hey, he experienced light after darkness. Yeah, I think so much we get, we're afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. I, I I have, I am at times for sure. As as tall as I am, the darkness <laughs> is still still scary. Um, but knowing that the, that the light will come, joy will come in the morning, is that is that hope that we have to continue to hold on to and and so much you know can happen in the dark so mm-hmm. much change happens in the dark right 
Uh, you see these motivational things that are like, don't tell anybody what you're doing. Like, pop up mm. with a million dollars and a six pack and three businesses, right? They 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 tell you to kind of keep stuff under wraps. And you can think of plants. They start as seeds in the ground in the soil mm-hmm. where it's, it's dark and right. it's wet, and then out comes this beautiful plant and flowers and fruits. Um, so just continue to hold on in the darkness. Stay grounded in prayer, uh, and you will come out on the other side. It's talking about a six-pack of your abs, right? Yes. Okay. I was Muscular six-pack. I was make sure, making sure. <laughs> Got a meal in a <laughs> six-pack. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, uh, so continuing with the centurion and this, the – the new new nuance of what he's experiencing where you talk where you talk about how we observe true love mm-hmm. and he's very much an observer in this text um which i think is is so great because we've had the views of the people who are saying things to jesus we have the uh, other criminal who's talking with Jesus and from the vantage point of the centurion like he's he's not experiencing the love firsthand but he's he's seeing it show mm-hmm. up um that's really powerful yeah when he he sees the light and then he uh, he 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 has to he has to you know just just my assumption that he observes the love mm-hmm. um because Jesus dies on this cross and he hears these people um, you are, if you the Christ come down, mm-hmm. if you really the Son of God, tell God to come get you. When He gonna show up? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, he hear all these things. He hear all the words of Jesus on the cross, and Jesus he hear Jesus say, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Mm-hmm. He hear him tell the thief on the cross, um, "This day you'll be with me in paradise." He hear him pause from dying and take care of his mother and say, "Mother, this is thy son. Son, this is your mother." When Jesus gives his mother to John to take care of, um, he hears Jesus shout, I thirst. He hears Jesus say, my God, my God, why have thou mm-hmm. forsaken me? He hears Jesus say, um, it is finished. And he also hears Jesus declare, uh, into thy spirit, into thy hands, I commend my spirit. So he hears all the words of Christ, the seven mm-hmm. last words of Christ, which we're going to talk about mm-hmm. on uh, Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, he hear all of that and he understand it. He d- may not understood it, but he see love mm-hmm. in it. You can see the love. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. They know they knew what they were doing. Mm. <laughs> that part, yeah. You, you know, and, he, and he's offering forgiveness. He see the compassion in which Jesus has on this thief on the cross. He hears the conversation. He sees how Jesus is loving on his mother even while he's dying. That he was intentional to make sure that his mother was taken care of when he was gone from this earth physically. He he sees Jesus on on the cross and we, he hears him um, saying, "My God, My God, why have Thou forsaken me?" And then he hears him come back and say, "Into Thy hands I commend Thy spirit, Father, into Thy hands." Right? He he sees all of this going on, and I and I can only uh, um, suggest that he saw love in Jesus, especially mm-hmm. after he dies. The earth. 
shakes. Mm-hmm. No, it's an earthquake that happened, and then Matthew talks about how the dead in Christ get up, and then he talks about how the veil in the temple is ripped mm-hmm. into two, and 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 this was this was God showing His love for us that Jesus disturbed the cosmos when he died. Mm-hmm. And, and and so Matthew talks about all of this, of how when he died and uh, um, the earth began to quake and, and, and the temple, the veil in the temple was ripped. The veil in the temple was something that, um, that, that prevented us from getting to the presence of God. Only the mm-hmm. holy of the holiest can get there. And that was the, the priest can, mm-hmm. was able to go and stand before God in the presence of God and offer up sacrifices on behalf of the people. Mm-hmm. It was only by, uh, by the priest. But, but when Jesus ripped the veil, when Jesus ripped the veil, uh, uh, his death ripped the veil, which allows us complete access to God mm-hmm. that I don't need no one else to go to God on my behalf. Mm-hmm. I can go to God myself. Yeah. Now I trust. I have people that pray for me and pray with me, uh, but but I can pray for myself mm-hmm. too. Um, and we all have that ability to stand before the throne of grace, no matter what we have done, no matter where we come from, no matter what sin we have committed. All of us has the ability have the ability to stand before the king. Now, mm-hmm. when you do something wrong and you go to the court, you often can't speak. Your lawyer must speak for you. Mm. Because we often don't know the language of the courtroom, mm-hmm. where the lawyer know the language of the courtroom. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but 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 because of Jesus, because of Jesus, Jesus uh, has allowed us to come into the room and speak on our own behalf, and we don't have yes. to have someone to speak for us. We can speak for ourselves. And then the dead in Christ getting up and we can see that even that some dead stuff in our lives, something um, that we need to bring back to life. When, when, Christ, when we accept Jesus Christ, he makes those things change for us, that mm-hmm. transformation and, 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 and the earth quaking, the earth moving. That means God is adjusting some things in our mm-hmm. life. We need God to move some stuff around, move some stuff out, shake some stuff up. And that's what we need. And when we we receive that salvation, when we receive Jesus Christ, that's what he did in our lives. He gave us that light out the darkness. He adjusted Mm -hmm. some stuff. He brought some stuff to life. And that's because of Calvary's cross. Yeah, absolutely. That love that love gave us access to to God. Going back a little bit about the, the temple and the curtain and you talk about how the high the high priest could only go into the holiest of holies and isn't that where the ark of the covenant was was that in that space or maybe that wasn't a different space no it's a different space okay um from um now now correct me on my biblical knowledge this is actual biblical knowledge is what i'm asking about the high priest they will go in once a year to to pray for everybody mm-hmm but if the high priest was not, or they always tied a rope around the high priest, mm-hmm. because if they were not holy, they would be struck dead in that space, and they had to pull mm-hmm. them out because no one else could could enter that, that right. space. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. So they would put a suggested they put a rope around their waist and put bells on the rope, mm. and if the bells stop ringing, 
it would suggest that the priest wasn't righteous enough to be before God mm. and God would kill them dead on the spot and therefore since the people who he went in to sacrifice on behalf of knew that they haven't been holy mm-hmm. they're not trying to walk back there neither <laughs> so they pulled the rope mm-hmm. to pull him out okay mm-hmm. yeah and i think of that moment this is my biblical imagination shift okay and so i think of that moment when you see the when they saw the curtain rip mm-hmm. from top to bottom signifying it's it's not ripped from bottom to top because it's God ripping the curtain saying, you can come and you have access to me, direct access to me. And I imagine the slight confusion that happens during that time because people may not know what's going on. Right. Because then I'm also thinking it's probably not just one temple that that's happening at. It's about to be, it's only at one temple. It's only then? one. Yeah. It's only one. It's one temple in Jerusalem. Yeah. So no, it took them years to build it, and, um, and and so they built this temple, and, and it's only one. It's only one temple for the children of Israel. Yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking there were multiple temples mm-hmm. throughout the land that it happened to, but it could be the, the okay. So the one in Jerusalem. So when they understand that, I imagine them being hesitant at first. And then just like <laughs> bum rushing in to right. be <laughs> to be close to God in the space that they didn't have access to before, and there may be there's probably people who didn't feel comfortable sharing whatever it is that they were going through with the high priest also. Mm-hmm. So for them to be able to have direct access to God, where that conversation is just between them and God, I bet was such a a relief, an excitement, uh, a joy to be able to do that for the first time. Right. The second part wanted so you talk about how um, those things that were dead come back. Like in the sermon, you said, "My dreams were dead, my goals Mm -hmm. were dead, my future was dead." But Jesus has awakened everything that was dead. Can I choose what Jesus woke up? Because there may be some things that I just want to keep dead. No. And I think that Jesus knows what needs to stay dead. Uh-oh. Thank you, Jesus. You feel me? So he don't allow us to, hopefully, if we're really leaning and dependent and trusting on God and we have this relationship to hear the voice of Christ, we know what to leave dead. Mm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And some things that's, that's no, no, it, it, the uniqueness of our relationship with Christ and the uniqueness of being saved to me is, that God does not wipe our memory. He does not just take everything out mm-hmm. once we become saved. We still know how to sin. Mm-hmm. We still have those dreams and aspirations that probably didn't align with God's will mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. right? But when we receive Jesus Christ, he gives us his Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And his Holy Spirit is what's gives us the ability to overcome um, the affairs of this world and, and also to achieve those dreams, those desires, those goals um, that you you may have been on the right track to get your college degree, but because of some sin, mm-hmm. some addiction derailed that and you say, I don't want to do that anymore. But then you encounter Jesus Christ and he re 
reignites that mm. um, the dream of of marriage or something you know that you you didn't have and and because you didn't then when you get jesus you know, you're like oh i want that now you mm-hmm. feel me it just it, i think um having jesus in our life changes our perspective on life and, mm-hmm. and it reignites some things and that allow us to reimagine life with christ yeah because even so in addition to that the the cross changed the centurion too, mm-hmm. changed his life oh yeah uh, and i think there's a there's a good comparison to of how peter no thomas needed the physical evidence mm-hmm. of jesus on the cross like i want to see your hands i want to see your feet um and this to believe and i think the maybe the centurion needed that also since he had no idea about jesus or um about about god he has this physical evidence now right that he had never seen before to connect him to the lord right so um definitely it's um he's roman and 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 they have their own gods so back then every country had their own god mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and so he didn't grow up under old testament teachings mm-hmm. he didn't have the prophecies of messiah's come or he shall be called emmanuel which means god is with us he didn't have the prophecy of um, his name shall be called wonderful mighty god counselor prince of peace he didn't have the prophecy of um um, that he'll be wounded for our transgression and mm-hmm. bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace will be upon him, and by his stripes we shall be healed. He mm. didn't have those prophecies. Mm-hmm. He he didn't knew. He did not know uh, about a Messiah, about a, a a Christ, about a Lord that's going to save the children of Israel. He didn't have those prophecies, and so um, when when all he all he knows is what has happened, right? He's probably been with Jesus during this whole encounter with Pilate. He probably was mm-hmm. the one who instructed his soldiers to beat Jesus. He mm-hmm. probably was there when they spit on him and put a purple robe on him and put a crown of thorns on his head. And when the soldiers mocked him and slapped Jesus and told Jesus prophesy who just did that, he was there when the people at the foot of the cross was mocking Jesus mm-hmm. and uh, taunting him and say hey if you are the son of god tell your god to come tell your daddy to come get you now or if you are the christ come down off the cross save yourself and save save and the thief will say and save us too he sees all of this but he also sees the death of christ mm-hmm. he has no knowledge of no biblical knowledge of jesus mm-hmm. as as some may not even today but he experiences um, Jesus' death differently than everybody else that was mm-hmm. at the cross. He sees he sees that Jesus dies like no other human had ever died mm. during the crucifixion, right? He he sees in, in Jesus' death is something different. Mm. <laughs> about this man than anybody else who has died and 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 when he sees that he makes an involuntary statement though he didn't wake up that morning and say hey i'm gonna 
say that Jesus is the son of God. He, it, it was a statement that came based off his experience. Mm-hmm. And his experience was he saw Jesus die on the cross. He saw people mock him saying that he is the son of God. He is not the son of God. And then he experienced darkness. He experienced light. He experienced the earthquaking. He be, he he's, uh, ex- hears about uh, people getting out of the grave or the temple ripping. And we see Jesus dying on the cross. And it leaves him with this testimony. Truly, mm. he must have been the son of God. Because no one has ever died like this before. Now, he's probably attended many crucifixions mm-hmm. and never experienced that before. Uh, but what he experienced in that moment, uh, it caused um, to come out of his mouth what he felt in his heart. Mm. And and for many of us, you know, we've had that experience. Some, you know, we've gone to church and say, hey, uh, we're just here. I'm just here or or I'm just here to 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 listen to singing or preaching, mm-hmm. but you've had that special encounter with Jesus that mm-hmm. was life changing, and it leaves you with the testimony that He is the Son of the Living God. And this is this man in the text that just left him with with um, no other choice but to testify: this is the Son of God. Mm. Do we hear any more about the centurion after this? No, that's it. That's the only mention. Hmm. That's the only mention of him in text that I know of. Um, he is just he 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 um he show up one time just to testify. Mm. Truly, this must have been the Son of God, which is understandable why we are then called to testify so mm-hmm. that we can transform people through how or. Show people how God can transform us and how he can transform them as well. Do you think this could have been the first testimony after Jesus' death? It is. Because he's right at the foot of the cross and he's the one to observe it. And then it's not until um, the Marys go and say he is risen mm. that we see another testimony of, of Jesus Christ. But yeah, this is at the foot of the cross and the time he dies, at the moment Jesus dies, all of this takes place. Mm-hmm. Hey, this must have been the son of God. Yeah. Uh, do you have any more final thoughts for the people? Those are all my questions. No, that's it. That's all I have. Uh, just um, I think he, the centurion, really had chance to observe what was going on. And after he saw what's going on, he was able to testify to what he had experienced, not based mm-hmm. off anything that anyone had told him. Um, no knowledge of Jesus prior to this moment. But now he's able to say he is the son of the living God because of what he had experienced. And so it helps us to understand that it's not what other people say, not how other people testify, mm-hmm. because we're going to stand before God for ourselves mm-hmm. and um so trust in the lord know that jesus is the son of the living god right thank you pastor thank you all for listening we look forward to having you back on future mtz overflow podcasts please continue to share and like and provide comments because we want to make sure we are um 
hitting all of your questions. We may have to do a, a question episode if we get enough uh, questions and follow-ups and stuff like that. So, again, thank you, Pastor. Uh, we look forward to celebrating uh, Christ's resurrection uh, through the Easter weekend. So, have a wonderful day and stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace.